being managed out of a major firm is never ever a nice feeling unfortunately it is a it is normal you have to expect it it could happen to anyone you know economics and performance does drive the decision it's not just how you perform it also you know how you perform relative to the number of people an office can maintain given the amount of work it is bringing in and consulting firms are very very quick to cut staff now before i get into some of the um, advice for people that are being managed out i just want to talk about why firms cut staff so quickly because many people feel it is a very unfair way of you know managing things for example if all these people were good a year ago why are they not good enough now that's not really the reason firms are cutting staff and uh, to be honest i was the architect of many such um, retrenchment um, policies when i was in management consulting and it has a lot to do with the long-term health of the firm as opposed to performance. Let me explain the way it works here. Consulting firms obviously hire very, very talented, high-performing individuals with exceptional grades, exceptional potential, who would be highly in demand in any industry in which they are joined. Keeping those people, firstly, requires a healthy salary and package. Secondly, to maintain and develop those people, it means a lot of investment has to be made in their training and development. That all costs money. If a consulting firm allows its cash inflow to drop, basically its revenue to drop, and it keeps its staff complement the same, what it is ultimately doing is it's spreading a smaller revenue base over a larger number of consultants, which means that the dollar per consultant that it can spend on salaries is lowered, and secondly, the dollar per consultant that it can spend on training and development is lowered, and the consulting firm will not do that. Because while they may look very promising to a management consultant who is about to be, <coughs> excuse me, managed out, to the consulting firm, it's actually a very, very bad way to manage a business because in the long term, diluting the amount of money it can spend on people only leads to diluted results. So a consulting firm has to retrench people for performance and economic conditions because it's firstly doesn't want to invest money in people who are not up to scratch and secondly if the economics drops it cannot invest in people as in as much people as it could before and maintain the same level of quality now that said if you are being managed out I wouldn't look at it negatively I mean it's expected it's going to happen the, you know the firms are treat the process very 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 nicely I mean McKinsey Bain BCG will you know, have a number of resources available to guide you in terms of writing your resume, coaching you, career advice, networking, and so on. I mean, firms like Deloitte and so on are going to treat you like you have leprosy when you're about to leave. In fact, they don't have an up-and-out policy, but if you choose to leave, they'll treat you as if you're a pariah. So we're not talking about those firms like Ernest & Young, PwC, Deloitte, and so on. We're referring to the top three here. So when this happens, there's a couple of things that are going through your mind. Firstly, it is a major hit to your ego and I understand how many people feel about this. It's, it's a difficult process, you know. At the end of the day, it means either, irrespective of the economic rationale, it means that off the fir numbers the firm wanted to keep, you couldn't make it. And to be fair, that's not so bad, but I know at the time how people responded. It's a very demoralizing experience. So a couple of things you have to understand. Firstly, don't take it personally. You know, don't do anything until you have understood what is happening and what I find happening is that when many people find out they're being managed out they overreact I don't mean they go out and throw a tantrum in the office but they just immediately start networking themselves like they're crazy and I wouldn't do that I think the first thing you do when you find out you're being managed out is try to get as much feedback from the firm as to why the firm will provide feedback in terms of performance because it will be useful for you later 
make sure it's amicable because this relationships in management consulting will stay for a very, very long time. Secondly, and here's something very counterintuitive, don't network. This early in the in the process of being managed out, the feeling is still raw, the emotion is still raw, and you tend to be desperate. And let me tell you something, nothing throws off a potential recruiter more than someone who looks desperate. So the first week or two weeks after you find out you're being managed out, I wouldn't do anything. I'd simply maybe start updating my resume with the recruiter and with the you know um, career counselors at the consulting firm, trying to improve your resume, trying to improve your positioning in the industry. Think carefully about where you want to go now. You know, a lot of people come back to me and say, "Hey, Michael, I just got managed out of BCG as an associate or manager, or whatever it is. You know, can I go to a tier two firm like Deloitte? Will they want me? Am I good enough?" And the point is, of course, you're good enough. You know, firms like Deloitte, Ernest and Young, PwC, Monitor, Alikey, Agana really, really want you if you've got experience of one of the top firms. They will do everything to try to hire you. The question is not whether you're good enough for the firm. The question is whether those tier two firms are good enough for you. Because once you've been managed out, you kind of feel you're not good enough. So what I would recommend you do is, before you plan your net, before you start networking, decide what you want to do. And your options are simple. You can go back into management consulting. I know of people who are managed out of a Bain and managed to get into a McKinsey, for example. It's rare, very rare, but it has happened. The most common routes for people who are managed out is they decide, firstly, they'll stay in management consulting and join a tier two firm, and I think that's okay. But let me tell you something. For the rest of your life, you're going to have to be explaining to people why you went from BCG or McKinsey and joined Deloitte, Ernest & Young, and that's a horrible thing to have to do. Secondly, the training you will get at Deloitte and Ernest & Young will be non-existent. Let me explain that. Because you worked at McKinsey, BCG, or Bain, those firms will expect you to bring the skills you have learned and deploy it into their organizations. They're not going to be teaching you much. Now, as an engagement manager, you don't know enough to go out and deal with clients and so on. I know engagement managers think they know enough, but to be honest, you're still on a learning curve and you have a lot to learn. So, if you want to stay in management consulting, you cannot go to a firm that's not going to teach you and those firms have very weak training programs. So, if you do want to stay in management consulting and develop your management consulting skills, one option is to aim for a bigger firm or a better firm. Or another one is to join a boutique firm which has ex-partners from McKinsey, Bain and BCG but most importantly who practice the values and techniques of those firms. There are many boutique firms, I would say the majority, that are founded by people who left McKinsey and so on, who left because they couldn't meet the pace and match the pace of these major firms. They just couldn't manage it. And they say, let's go to a boutique firm, carry the name of our previous employees and you know, make money with less effort. It doesn't work that way. So I would say, don't join Deloitte, Monitor, Ali K unless you understand you're joining a lower tier firm that's not going to develop you. You're probably going to go all the way to partner because you had what it took to join the big firms. But it's not going to be as prestigious. The kind of consulting work they do is going to be nowhere near to the reason why you joined management consulting in the first place, right? And of course, if you want to be a management consultant, why would you go to a tier two firm? I mean, if you couldn't make it at the top firm, maybe management consulting is not for you. It's not for everyone. Remember that. And it takes some time to find that out. The other option you may want to consider is that um, you may want to go into industry, which I would mention in many other podcasts makes a lot of sense. Now that you've 
you know, earned your stripes in management consulting, your your profile will be very attractive to industry, and you may want to consider networking yourself in the industry, or even breaking into banking if that's where you want to be. But the point is this: when you've decided where you want to be, which is step one, either stay in consulting at a boutique, join a tier two firm, understanding what you'll be giving up or going to industry or even banking, then you begin networking. And the way you begin networking is as follows. No one knows why you are networking. They don't know if you're being managed out. They don't know if you just got fed up of it. And many people leave because they just don't like the lifestyle as opposed to being managed out. The point is you have to pr- approach this from a position of strength. Never be desperate. If a potential hire sees you are desperate, immediately you've lost credibility. Immediately they're thinking to themselves, why, why is this guy desperate, you know? Is there something he's not telling me? And if you tell people you've been managed out, I mean, even though it's expected, people see someone who's desperate and being managed out in a different light from someone who is confident in being managed out. Someone who's confident in being managed out and acts as if, you know, there's no urgency creates the impression that, well, that this being managed out is maybe partly due to the fact that they weren't really interested and were going to leave anyway, and that's why they're handling this so well. So when you are being managed out, treat from a position of strength, and when you engage people, don't put pressure on them. Talk to them about the options. Make it look as if you have options available to yourself, because as soon as someone knows you have no options, again, credibility is gone, and no one in the world is going to hire you if you have no options. That's the basis of capitalism. You know, they exploit your lack of options, actually. So when you meet people, have a general discussion. Talk to them that you're looking to leave in a few months, and you're you know, exploring options and so on. And you should explore those options, but don't be desperate. Don't force people to take resumes and so on. If you're confident and you look as if you have a plan and you're executing it, people will come to you and say, hey, you know, we spoke about this a few a few weeks ago. Can we, can we make it work and so on? That's the way you need to approach it. Again, remember something. If you're going to be being managed out as an associate, the odds are pretty high. You're up between the ages of about 28 and maybe 33, 32. So for you to make a career leap, now is hard, but to be fair, it's the only time you can make a career leap. So, for example, if you're a management consultant, you want to break into banking. This is it for you. If you can't make the break, if you can't make the leap now, you're never going to do it. So, think very carefully about where you want your life to go. You know, most people who leave consulting firms become consultants, and once you become these ad hoc consultants floating around, and I've seen that many times with people, they think they went to a great school, they worked at Bain, BCG, McKinsey, they can get whatever they want, and they end up floating around in these really pathetic jobs as internal consultants. Internal consultants have no respect in industry. That's why you joined Bain and BCG in the first place, because consultants and consulting firms have all the respect. So these guys kind of float around... They they do nothing. Their careers go nowhere for a few years, and then they realize they have to go back into industry, which is very difficult. It is very difficult to go back into a proper role when you've been floating around as an ad hoc consultant for a few years. So what I'm telling you is that if you want to make a break into private equity, banking, or whatever it is, do it now. Don't think that things are going to get easy. Sometimes it, it is for a few people, you know. I mean, I left management consulting, but of course I left the senior position, and I always wanted to be a, an entrepreneur and teach people, and that's why I joined this, and that's why I created this business, and it. And it worked at the end of the day. But the point is that it happens for a few people. And don't let the exception be the rule. The exception actually proves the rule. So my advice, if you want to make the ba- uh, jump into management, into sorry, banking or private equity, 
do the research now, build your networks now. I mean, beyond that, there's some inner proper guidance here in the sense that obviously cut your expenses. You don't know how this long the search will take. I mean, banking is going through turmoil at the moment. We've and we've been speaking to maybe on a weekly basis, I probably speak to four people who are looking to be managed out worldwide. I'm talking from everywhere in the world, from South Africa to Australia to the United States to Canada to the UK to Russia. I mean, you, the economic situations all those countries are different. For example, in the Canada the United States, people trying to break into banking, I would always tell them, cut your expenses aggressively. Act now as you would act the month before you run out of cash. It's okay. You have the cash, but just don't spend it, firstly, because you don't know how long it would take for you to get a role in banking or private equity. The markets are down. On the other hand, people in South Africa and Brazil that we talk to I mean, those markets have a significant brain drain. If you've worked at McKinsey for two years and you went to a good business school, you're going to be snapped up like that. There's no doubt about it. You're going to be snapped up. You may not get a lucrative line management role, but you are going to get a good role. I mean, all consulting offices in those regions are booming. And people can leave one office and, you know, rotate into another office, leave one office, go into corporate, leave one office and go into banking. In emerging markets, actually, banking firms, retail banking, private banking, uh, investment banking are very lucrative parts and people just jump into them. So it depends on where you are leaving. I mean, if you're leaving in the emerging markets, the booming emerging markets, you can have a variety of options available to you. But again, have a plan. I have seen people in places like South Africa, Vietnam, Indonesia, leave because they think they've got a Harvard MBA in their resume. They've spent two years at McKinsey and they can just have everything come their way. It has happened for a few people. But for others, they kind of float around and the best they can you do is be appointed general manager of some research division within a large conglomerate which just want to know people reporting to them. Again, a career path to nowhere. So I'm going to recap here the options and how you should handle it. Firstly, have firstly do nothing. Once you find that you're being managed out, do nothing, right? Because you're emotional at this point and emotions will dictate what you will do and not rational thinking. Second, think carefully about your options. But before you think about your options, lay what you lay out what you want to do. So on one sheet of a paper, I would say, what are my options? On the other sheet, what do I want to do? Right? What you want to do de determines your options. So as you lay out your options and what you want to do, you'll crystallize what you want to do. And then you'll start eliminating some options. Obviously, your age and where you are in the world determines what, you, what your, uh, your long-term plan is. If you are very old, or older, for lack of a better word, Remember, you're just going to have one shot to make a massive career jump. If you've never worked in investment banking, you're going to go into investment banking now. Above the age of 28, 30 is really hard to do it. So it kind of limits your long-term plans. If you really want to do that, that's going to be a long-term plan and your options become quite limited. If you're in sort of the UK, the United States, again, I would say have more options and have at least two or three long-term plans. Because you don't know which one will pan out. You may want to be a banker, but it may not just work out for you. So you have to network more aggressively. In emerging markets, I'd say you have much more options available to yourself. So think very carefully where you want to go again and build yourself around that. When you network, and you are going to have to network, network from a position of strength. Don't show people you're desperate. Don't tell them you, you have to make the jump in four months, five months. You may very well have to do that. But they don't need to know that. In fact, if they do know that, they automatically... Your profile in their mind changes. So be attack it from a position of strength. Tell people you're looking to make a move. You're very excited about what's happening, but you haven't really you know, thought through where you're going to go. You're talking to a few people and so on. Approach it from a position of strength. 
once you have done that then you begin your process of networking now my advice to you is that if you if you do this get someone senior from a partner to guide you um, there are many in the industry and there are partners in your firm who will be happy to guide you but you need someone quite I think seasoned to to explain to you how this is going to work out what you need to do when you need to do it and so on preferably a partner in the market in terms of which you're operating now it could very well be that you're being managed out in some countries and your residency is being sponsored by McKinsey or BCG if that is the case obviously time becomes a bigger issue for you and what I would recommend you do there is you join a company that may not be a first choice for you but simply to get your sponsorship done I mean it's not ideal but you have to do it unless you're willing to return to your home country which is you know if you have McKinsey on your resume and you have a great business school which is not such a bad option so consider those things so just to summarize that if you are being managed out and have a few months to make a decision firstly don't do anything when you first find out secondly work on the sort of nitty-gritty admin details like cutting your expenses fixing your resume you know, speaking to people within the firm in terms of how they managed it. Secondly, don't start networking until firstly you understand what you want to do in your long term after considering you know the, the things you always want to do like for example going to banking which is a one one off shot and secondly your age. Your age and what you want to do sort of narrow down your options in a major way. Once you determine where you're going to go for the long term. Think about how you're going to get there. How you're going to get there is a combination of networking, improving your resume, and so on. And when you actually engage these people to network or attend you know, events and so on, always approach it from a position of sense. People must always think, if they find out you were networked, that it was going to happen anyway because you were not interested in consulting and you wanted to leave. It is better than someone who spends five minutes in a networking event telling people how disappointed they are to be managed out because they didn't want to leave and they don't understand it. Don't ever do that, no matter how true it is. And if you need any advice, please feel free to speak to me. I mean, as I mentioned, we speak to about four people a week, sometimes less, sometimes more, who are going through this. And most of them land well the majority land well. The ones who don't land well are the ones who cannot believe they are being managed out. The point is whether you believe it or not doesn't matter. It is happening and you have to deal with it. And at the end of the day, remember this, that for some of you, most of you have families, children and so on. So you have to manage this very carefully. The success you get in six months is determined by what you do six months before you land or have to leave the firm. It's not a process of running around all over the place and doing many things. The process of actually of spending time doing as little as possible and planning as much as possible. And always, always maintain your confidence and attack this from a position of strength. That's the most important advice I can provide.